Good morning, everyone. Alba Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. It is September the 28th. We're closing in on October fairly soon. I haven't been on here for quite some time just because I've been dealing with some personal stuff, some health issues, and um, unfortunately, on Sunday, I lost a family member. I lost an uncle. May he rest in peace. Um, so I wanted to get on here and talk about just how I've been lately. And some of you are going to want to click off and that's fine. But some of you will stick around because you know that sometimes you're feeling a certain way as well or you're going through some stuff and sometimes listening to other people talk about their problems and issue kind of I don't know helps relief in a bit in a way that you know you're not the only one going through tough times and then there's others who will listen because it's as Simon says would say it's authentic isn't it it's something that's coming from the heart um, I can try to be as positive as I can um, I like being positive I like being happy I like jokes I like silly stories but there comes a time in life where or several occasions in life where not everything's gonna be positive not everything's gonna be laughter and smiling and sometimes people don't want to hear it <clears throat> because they're dealing with stuff on their own and or there's too many things going on in the world to sit here and listen to someone what they may think is complain or bitch or moan about something um, I'm getting on here somewhat just to uh, vent, vent, and um, sort of like um, a diary, I guess you can say. Although chances are you wouldn't let regular people or anyone just read your diary because it's private. Um, I just wanted to get on here and to kind of like vent my frustration, get it out there. And um, hopefully help someone who's, you know, having a bad day, week, month, year, whatever it may be. But yeah, um, I've been dealing with a couple health problems and um, it's taken a toll on me just because as a mom, you have to almost, I don't want to say sacrifice because, you know, you do it out of love for your children, but you have to take care of things and sometimes you have to put yourself in the back burner because there's so much that needs to be done and um, it's not selfish if you take a moment to yourself but at the back of your mind you know that there's things that have to be done for example I can't just have a lay-in if I know that my son has to go to school even though I wasn't feeling well the night I have to get up and do that my husband goes to work it's my responsibility to get him ready for school and take him to school because he has to be at school and it wouldn't be fair on him um, to miss out on school just because I'm not feeling well not only that I don't know how much it is but I think here they'll do this thing where they'll even fine you for the child missing school out too much um, 
another thing is because of this loss of my family my son never met my uncle because my uncle was in the Dominican Republic and I'm over here in the UK and um, he never really got a chance to meet him which is very sad and he knows that I was upset but I didn't want him to see me crying all the time even though he's very sweet at heart and he would tell me mommy is there anything I can do to cheer you up he's only four years old so I don't want him to see me um, having a bad day suffering or you know being upset because it's not fair on him he's always happy he's always chipper energetic and I don't want to take that from him um, I don't want to see him sad so I kind of have to put on a brave face and smile and a lot of times women, even men, um, have to put on a brave face so that their children don't see them upset. But um, stay tuned for more upcoming segments. Maybe I'll continue talking about this. I, I know I have a lot more to say. Stay tuned. So continuing on where I left off, um, I want to go back to saying that I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. And that's at times what I think many people will think just because you are venting that you are complaining and um, I feel bad sometimes venting or even saying anything just for the simple fact that there are people who have it far more worse than I do at the moment um, there are many people in Puerto Rico for example who have no means to have food water um, the ships that are supposed to be exporting material and supplies are getting stuck in places due to politics and whatnot. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at Alba Nouveau, there is a link um, on one of my tweets from yesterday that is a petition for signatures to help take away those laws that kind of um, stop shipment going to different places to get to Puerto Rico faster and make it cheaper for them to um, cheaper for them to get as well. So if you look at my Twitter feed, it's probably like a couple tweets down from yesterday. Um, there's a petition on there. You can read more up on it. So it explains what it is that um, you're signing. Um, but going on to what I was talking about myself. Um, a lot of times people don't say what's going on with them. People who, for example, suffer from depression and whatnot. Um, anyone that's been in a relationship where they've been abused. Anyone that's been in a relationship. Um, anyone who's been you know at some point raped a lot of people don't say anything just because they worry about what others are going to think and what others are going to say and surely my problems is nowhere near as serious as those things I think everyone is entitled to you know having their moment and wanting to share it with someone who perhaps can make you feel better I mean that's almost what you kind of expect from a friend is for them to comfort you not just friends um, family members spouses um, 
you kind of look for that comfort in someone else when you're confiding in them. Um, There are people who, you know, I will admit, will take it too far and are constantly complaining about something. Um, But I think when it comes to that, there's a lot of deeper reasons why they constantly complain. Maybe they have no one to talk to when you're the only person they can talk to. Um, There's many reasons. It's always finding out what's really going on, going to the very deep part of what's going on to find out how you can help. Don't ever push someone away that's confiding in you because sometimes it's really hard. It's really hard for someone to turn around and tell you what's been going on. I, for one, um, don't say too much at times because I don't want to feel like I'm a burden to anyone. And um, I know I'm not the only one that feels like that because um, I've spoken to like friends and, you know, family who come to me and say I didn't come and tell you or talk to you about this and that because I just didn't want to feel like I was a burden a lot of times you you feel that way and you can't help but feel that way um, even though you know you have people that will be there for you but there's always someone who's willing to listen and if they're willing to listen, chances are they are a really good friend. And those are the ones that you want to keep around. The ones that obviously won't take a minute of their time to listen to you when you're pouring out your heart. Or have a moment of grief. Um, don't deserve to have you in their lives. Because even though you're going through some issues, everyone is special. And everyone, everyone deserves that. Everyone deserves love. And compassion and understanding. Alba Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. And that is a motorcycle going down the road. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it's super loud, so I wouldn't be surprised if you couldn't hear it. Here with the per um pervert. <laughs> don't know where that came from. Public. How do I go from pervert to public? I don't know. Anyway public service announcement here's my PSA for the day have you guys had and I'll be surprised if you say no have you guys had a dried mango I know this is a random topic to just pop up here and talk about but that's where the um, that's where our title comes in with unfiltered unpolished and uncut just random you know how it is with me I do a variety of topics and perhaps a little gossip (laughs) um yeah this dried mango so I stopped in at Tesco yesterday and I'm looking for like more fruits and vegetables to add to my diet trying to be a little bit healthier and I come across dried mangoes now I love mangoes But I don't think, I don't recall, maybe when I was younger, maybe in those little mixed snacks, ever getting a whole pack of, I don't recall, really don't, getting a whole pack of just dried mango. And I stopped at Tesco, for anyone who's here in the UK, you know what Tesco is. But um, picked up a pack, I think it was one something, can't remember, but um... 
how many how big is this 100 gram of dried mango and it says is great for snacking and sharing I don't know about the sharing part just because these things are so good that I don't know if I could even share this with anyone but I will tell you if you haven't had dried mangoes you definitely need to try it it's better than eating candy I could eat a whole pack of this and be happy it's a lot healthier for you to eat this than sitting there munching on Haribo's and this is nature's candy. You know what I'm saying? Mango's the shit. Love mango. But between yesterday and today, yesterday afternoon is when I got the bag. And today, it's already fucking gone. Right now, I'm munching on the last pieces of this dried mango. And I got it so when I do like porridge, I have some fruit to add to my porridge. Well, that didn't fucking last did not last at all right now I'm eating the last piece <laughs> goodbye good friend <laughs> I'm about to name it Clarice <laughs> oh man beautiful day not too cold not hot at all sun's playing peekaboo and I'm sitting off the edge of my bed with laundry that I need to fold. But right now the laundry's getting no love because I just finished, or it's just finishing my pack of dried mangoes. So my public service announcement to you is, if you haven't tried it, go get yourself some. It's not that expensive. Who knows, I might even think about getting myself a dehydrator. I've always wanted to get myself one just because I love um, dry fruits like apricots and apples. Those are my favorite dry fruits. Even strawberries just because it gives that tangy kick. But yeah, if you haven't tried it, I definitely recommend go have some dried mango. Let me get these uh, this laundry taken care of and I will be back to bother you soon. <laughs> Uh, plus I need a drink of like tea or something. I need something hot in my system. Oh, I wonder what it would have been like if I would have added the mango to my tea and just let it sit in there. I might have ex have to experiment that one day and do that. Try to do maybe like a mango tea. Anyway, let me get out of here. Alba Nouveau, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. Alba Nouveau here unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut, bringing you a variety of topics and perhaps a little gossip. I just um, looked at a post and found out that Hugh Hefner has passed away at the age of 91. Wow. He lived quite a full, long life. As many would say, he was a pimp and all this stuff. And uh, the Playboy magazine was obviously a huge hit, especially back in the days. He had been married, I think, four times. Three or four times, I can't remember. But um, I think he was survived by four children. First marriage was, like, I, th I believe, to his high school sweetheart back in the day. And then the latest one 
I think her name was Holly. She was, she's what, 31, I want to say she is? So, Hef, Hef has had his fill of beautiful women. And um, I think he had sold the, the mansion to, I can't remember who it is, um, a while back. But I think he ended up staying in the house. And um, I guess they made an agreement that they would stay in the house until he passed away. Which means now, um, I guess, I don't know, are they even playmates at the house anymore? I think everybody might have to move out. Because I think an heir to like some beer company or something is the one that bought it for like a hundred million um, a couple years ago, I want to say. I'm not too sure, but yeah. He had a clause for him to stay there until he passed away, so I guess whoever's left in the house is going to have to move out. Um, but yeah, you can't say that he didn't live his life. 91. You know, lucky are those who reach that age. Um, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner, you dirty old bastard. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I wonder what um I wonder what the funeral's going to look like. Like are they going to go all out to honor him? Is he going to have like I wonder if he's had any honors like is does he have a star in Hollywood? I don't even know if he does, but I'm starting to wonder if he actually does. There's going to be a bunch of blonde women and other hair color women. I know the majority of them were that he liked were blonde. And um, I wonder who the estate is going to end up whatever his estate is afterwards. Is it going to end up with is it going to end up with his children? His late wife? You know how it is when someone of you know, a lot of money and power ends up dying. There's always a fight amongst the family and to see who's going to get whose money and whatnot. So hopefully there's none of that because I'm sure him being the person that he is, he had some sort of will. But, um, yeah, he lived his life. Rest in peace, old man. Alba Nouveau here. Welcome to Unfiltered, Unpolished, and Uncut. I hope you had a wonderful day. It's 9.15pm here in the UK. I'm sure it's still about 4 or 5, even earlier in the States. Um, I was on my Twitter feed and came across a story. A story that we all are all too familiar with. But apparently it's come out in the news again because the government has just chosen to give the police 154,000 pounds to extend a search for Madeline McCann. Now, many people are just not having it. If you look through the Twitter, Twitter feed, I mean, it's trending right now. Um, a lot of people are very upset with the fact that they're giving more money to find this little girl and I want to clarify that it's not because 
they don't want this child to be found because many of us have just been tired for so many years expecting and waiting for this child to be found but many of us have come to our own conclusions just because we don't have the ending to the story uh, many will say that they believe that their parents are involved and to be honest uh, you can't really blame them because who leaves what was it three three or was it three kids under the age of three in a home by themselves not a home but they were they were at they were in Portugal just little three-year-old for those of you who don't know Madeline McCann is a three-year-old girl who goes missing when her family are on holiday vacation whichever you like to call it in Portugal at a place called Praia de Luz which pretty much translate to beach light light of the beach um, the little girl goes missing they're saying that they believe that she was abducted um, they've been looking for this girl it's been what 10 nearly 11 years and this case has not been solved um, but the main reason why a lot of people are really upset at this is the fact that no other case has gotten this much attention um, there are so many children two to three children go missing every every two to three minutes and for them to put so much work into this just one case has a lot of people pretty pissed off and the fact that it's a hundred and fifty four thousand and I want to say it's been already about 11 million gone into this case I want to know like whose strings are they pulling like who are they working with to be able to continue to get all this funding like I said I'll, just like everyone else I would be the one to be so relieved to know that she is a alive or B her remains have been found at this point one can only speculate that she's dead not only that but because there's things that happened when um, cadaver dogs went through the through the apartment they were at and many other many other things that people have pointed out that would make us all think that you know she's passed away so if you go down the twitter feed like people are pissed off there's people saying if she disappeared in may 2007 and police have not found nothing for after 10 years why are they still throwing this money down the drain and obviously they're seeing it as money going down the drain because there's so much funding that is needed for schools for NHS um, you know very important services but yet they managed to scrounge up this amount of money just to continue the search for a girl that could potentially be dead for 10 11 years now a lot of people do believe that the parents are involved but not a lot of people are very happy with the fact that this is going on like I said these people do want this child to be found but the fact that there's more and more money going into that where kids are disappearing and no other cases are getting this much attention or this much funding there's people who don't know where their children are to this day and it's been years and they get no funding whatsoever family members gone missing nothing and yet somehow they managed to scrounge up more and more money does this seem odd to you let me know what you
So I was rudely cut off by Anchor. <laughs> well, you know, we only have five minutes for each segment, but I wanted to continue on what I was speaking about, this whole story with Madeline McCann. And the fact that I wanted you guys to let me know what you thought about it, your call-ins, comments, um, if you're listening to this on my YouTube channel, let me know what you think about this in the comment section below. What do you think has happened to this little girl? Many, like I said, have been speculating for many years, many, many years, it's almost 11 years that this girl has disappeared. And, um nobody knows nobody knows any bit of information and so whatever information that has been gathered so far everyone's left to speculate is she was she given away by her parents to a pedophile ring um, did the parents kill her and because of their professions were able to have connections to dispose of the body there are kids in the UK that go missing and go hungry all the time. And yet, 154,000 pounds is going to find this little girl. I mean, the justice for Madeline McCann is long overdue. But there's so many things, and even when you watch these videos that speculate and come up with these stories that you may think are weird or crazy or just not plausible <laughs> even the things they point out her the mother's reactions and whatnot the things that she would say um, during interviews it does look suspect uh, maybe back in the day in the first time when it first started when she first disappeared you would think that she was under a lot of stress and whatnot so maybe she said things that sounded a bit weird or you know you just don't know if someone loses their mind and may look okay on the outside but are going loony on the inside but for so many years to have gone by and for her to have I believe they've even changed their stories and um, her reactions are just not normal not normal reactions uh, which leads people to you know think of excuses or because there still are people that believe that they're innocent and that this little girl was abducted and that's the end of it. But there's far more people who believe that they have something to do with it. And I say this because even scrolling through and finding just a small, small Twitter page that did a poll. And the poll asked, do you think that the parents were involved in the disappearance of the little girl? And um, there was about 56 votes. And out of these 56 votes, and I, I did this purposely, I went to one of the smallest Twitter pages. Out of the 56 votes, 90% of those people believe that they are involved, and the other 10 believe they weren't involved. So, no offense that she has disappeared, and obviously we want her to be found, but it's been 10 years. And a lot of us think that she probably is or has passed away many years ago. It's a tragic story, but a lot of people are also mad for the fact that there's a lot of, I mean, go to the States, for example. There's so many black women and black children to go missing. And there are people who are going to say things like, look at all these people who have missed, uh, who are missing. 
And yet all these little black children and black women have gone missing and no one gives them the time of day. This isn't out there as much. Even here in the UK, the many black children and black women and families and all other races that go missing and they don't get that much attention. But the little white girl who goes missing and, you know, till this day, they're still getting funding. 11 million pounds and yet no information. I want to find out what lead do they have to add on that 154,000 more. They're still looking for this phantom abductor. Just, I think the parents should be charged with something. You don't leave three children under three at night by themselves. That right there is neglect. Let me know what you think about this. I'm Nouveau, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. I want to take this time to mention some people who have gone missing. I'm Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. And as I'm going down my Twitter feed, as I mentioned earlier, um, they're posting people who have gone missing and have not gotten the same attention as Madeline McCann. There's one tweet here that says, um, 11 million already spent on a search for her. Suffolk police moan about 1 million spent trying to find. And it says, hashtag find Corey. Now, I don't know too much information about this story. I would like to you know, search for it and see what the story is about. But as I can see from a photo, uh, he was a RAF serviceman and his name is Corey McKeague. I want to say I pronounced that right. And it's C-O-R-R-I-E, McKeague, M-C-K-E-A-G-U-E. So if you can go and Google and Google up that name, I'm sure you'll find out more information. Uh, Corey was last seen on CCTV on the 24th of September, 2016 at about 3.25 a.m. in Brent, Brent Gravel Street, Bury Street Edmonds. They're saying that someone obviously knows about him. He's a Royal Air Force uh, Regiment um, Squadron 11 and he has been missing. He has been missing for some time and I believe that there was some complaining about this, the point that uh, one million was spent in trying to find Corey. There's another story of another little boy that I think um, needs to also be looked at. And I'm trying to find out what his name was. But I'm going to go ahead and start with the story while I look for the information. The little boy um, grabbed money out of his savings account, I want to say it was. I remember hearing this story. And to this day, this child has not been found and no one knows what happened to him. But the kids um, took money out of his savings account and ended up getting on, I believe, a bus or train. And the last footage of him is literally him at the station. And yet, this child has not been found. I have to find his name. And it might take me a second. But, um... If you haven't looked at, if you haven't been on Twitter, look for the hashtag Madeline McCann and you will find all these tweets um, with all this information 
a lot of people do believe that it has something to do with a uh, pedophile ring and um, a lot of people believe that she's not going to be found alive so okay so I found the, the information I was looking for the kid's name is Andrew Gostin and he's just a boy who just disappeared on September 14th 2007 the 14-year-old Andrew Godson walked out of the family home in Doncaster boarded a train to London with a one-way ticket and then simply vanished a short sequence of CCTV still captures that morning at King Cross station represents the last certain sighting of the schoolboy a decade on his a decade on his disappearance remains a mystery the gossip family Kevin Glenn Glennis Charlotte and Andrew were about to sit down for dinner one evening, Friday, 14th of September. Charlotte was in a room in a laptop, while Andrew was thought to be in the converted cellar of the Gosden house in the suburb of Balby, playing on his console just as he usually did after school. In Andrew's bedroom, his family found his Macaulay Catholic high school blazer and tie hanging neatly in the back of his chair. Later, they discovered his shirt and trousers were in the washing machine. After a series of increasingly frantic phone calls, they learned that he had not been to school that day. So who put his clothes in the washing machine, I wonder? His sister now said it was a complete panic. We initially thought something had happened on the way to school. When we found out he hadn't even been to school, even tried to go to school, that was even more worrying. It emerged Andrew had put his uniform and left the house, but then waited for his family to leave before returning home. And after he went to that station, he just disappeared. And you can look up more information on that if you just search the boy's name. Alba Nouveau here again. Did you know that the police handle about over 300,000 calls about missing people? That means that police forces just alone in England and Wales receive a call about every 90 seconds last year about a missing person. The data from the National Crime Agency reveals that more than 335,000 missing persons calls was made between 2015 and 2016, and the figure is an increase for 15% in the previous year. The data also shows that around one in every five persons was an individual who had some form of mental health issue. Another thing is as well, it's not only mental issues, mental health issues, it's also the ones that are very gifted who have disappeared there's been a lot i know there's a lot of stories about children who are just very smart very meticulous very um very intelligent beings go missing um it's crazy to to think that every 90 seconds someone is making a call to find a loved one and ah uh, man I, I don't know what i would do i think I would totally lose it if my child went missing, if anyone in my family went missing. About 370 individual people are reported as being missing every day. 79% of missing people would return home within the 24 hours, and about 22% of the incidents involving a missing persons are due to a person's having a mental health issue. So this is probably um, maybe elderly who just walk off and um, lose their bearings 
um, people with disabilities that manage to get out the home while someone is caring for them and doesn't notice and they slip away because all it takes is a second and you can be the greatest most wonderful and amazing mom and you can be like the mom that's constantly watching your child um, the helicopter parent and all it takes is one second Families are, you know, devastated when they're searching for loved ones. And uh, I can't imagine that feeling of devastation. Um, there's a lady here in an article by the name of Margaret Cooper, who has been searching for her son, Stephen, who went missing from his home in Huddersfield in 2008. And she says, it's not knowing that's the worst thing. One day I think he's dead and then another I think he's still alive. Can you imagine, though, just not knowing? The, f the point of not knowing, I think, would kill someone a lot more than to know that they've passed away, like they've been found and whatnot. Um, a lot of people find it easier to grieve and get over something when they've at least had a body. They, they can grieve at that point. But having no idea what's happened to their family members kind of leaves them in the limbo. So they're not able to ever, they're not ever able to grieve properly, you know, and move on from certain situations. Oh, man. So there's also a chart that says um, main reasons why people go missing, percentage of the reason for missing incidents. They say mental health, um, I want to say about 14 to 16% of that relationship has been about 14%. Abducted, about 12.5%. Drugs and alcohol, about 8%. Depression, anxiety, about 8 Um Alzheimer's and dementia. So I said about Alzheimer's and dementia with elderly people, but apparently there's people who have more issues with relationship, abduction, drugs and alcohol than Alzheimer's and dementia and mental health. Mental health is like the biggest reason for missing incidents. Ugh. Just seeing the statistics is very sad. For adults, the common use issues are mental health problems and relationship breakdowns. While if a child's go missing, it's often a sign that there's something wrong at home. What's clear is that it's not just the police that have to deal with the missing people, it's the society as well. Alba Nouveau here on Filtered, Unpolished, and Uncut. I want to start off by apologizing a bit because my podcast today has been quite depressing to say the least um, due to me sharing uh, oversharing <laughs> some may say um, and then talking about these these situations here with um, missing people with Madeline McCann and you know, all these people have gone missing that um, no one has any information about. And um, unfortunately, this is this is the real world. This is what's going on nowadays and what's been going on for years, actually. 
um, things that people may not be talking about um, uh, that may only talk about it while it's popular and trending and then somehow these people are just forgotten at the end of the day like this little boy you went missing when was the last time I heard anyone mentioning about him that he's disappeared no one has any information about him last time he's seen a London station and that's it his family has no no information about what, what's really going on with this child there are um, sketches of what he may look like nowadays but with all these stories all these sad stories the fact that a missing person's call is made every 90 seconds is, is crazy and you can understand why a lot of people are so frustrated and pissed off about the fact that Madeline McCann continues to get funding when so many people believe that the parents basically either killed her or sold her off for some pedophile ring or others who speculate that you know she was giving them medicine cowpole or something to put them to sleep and gave too much medicine accidentally ended up killing her I think because of them you're not allowed to have I don't I don't know how true this is but um, I think you're not allowed to have like cowpole like children's medicine in Portugal um, like when you're traveling and whatnot I think they don't they don't let you have it but I'm not too sure this is just something I've heard so I'm not too sure about that information I mean I traveled to Portugal for holidays and whatnot but um, I definitely haven't stayed at that Praia de Luz first of all but um, I have heard also that Portugal has a big issue with child abduction so um, I try to go to areas that you know a little bit more calm and more quiet and um, point is no matter where you are it could happen anywhere um, it could happen in your your own neighborhood for all you know but um my son is by my side every every second i don't even let him run ahead you know what i'm saying because it's just anything could happen at any moment and i don't want to be that helicopter parent but when you're away on holiday you better damn sure be on your kid like a helicopter um, because you just don't know you're in a different country a different city a different state you just don't know what can happen you don't know the surroundings as much as someone who is for example local so my son doesn't leave my side and I'd be damned if I ever leave my child alone sleeping in his bed just because I want to go out and have dinner with a bunch of friends or drinks it's irresponsible and I do believe that just alone for that those parents should be charged they were saying that they were at um, one hotel that they can visibly see you know the apartment from the hotel which was absolute bullshit when they've done a run-through that they were actually way too far to actually see the hotel but there's so many stories if you use if you go on YouTube and try to search for it you will find millions upon millions of stories anything that has to do with Podesta and, and pedophile rings and Pizzagate and all this other craziness that goes on in the world you would definitely find everything you're looking for on YouTube and just a Google search will lead you to all of this
So, um, I think I'm going to stop talking about this for now because it really is depressing. So, I'll be back to end the night. I'll be about here. Now, as I was saying in my last segment, I know that um, it is very depressing, my podcast today, but I just wanted to get some of this information out. Alba Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. Right now, I am checking the missingperson.org.uk website, and already there's so many people that are listed here that are missing. The latest one is of a young girl who has been missing since the 7th of September, and today's the 28th, uh, so th- uh, this year, 2017, and she's missing from Luton, Excess, 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 I can't say that word, Excess, Essex, there you go, that's the word I'm trying to say, sorry. Her name is Tamara Richardson Headlam, and um, she's 16. And the note here says, uh, Tamara, we are here for you wherever you are, whenever you are ready. We can listen, talk you through what help you may need, pass a message for you and help you to be safe. Call anytime, text anytime. It's free. It's confidential. 116-000. The girl's name once again is Tamara Richardson Hanlon. And I think I'm going to tweet this. I'm going to add this to my Twitter so that um, hopefully she spots it. Hopefully someone spots her and is able to, you know, give the information. And what's good about this website, missingpeople.org.uk, is that um, you're able to download a poster of the missing people, and if you want to post it somewhere, you can. Um, There's many ways for people to get involved, donating, fundraising, volunteering, partnering, and working as well for them. And um, this website is pretty cool because it's not just for the missing people, but it's, for example, if someone is missing and they themselves are the missing person, they're able to get help. There's an actual section on the website that says get help, and it lets them pick um, from what they want to you know, tap on. For example, I am missing. The next one is I am under 18 and have run away. Um, I need to report someone missing. I am thinking of running away. Someone I love is missing. I've lost touch with someone. You know, this website seems like it's um, very, very helpful. It gives site tools, ways to contact them for media inquiries, telephone numbers, fax numbers. All the information is available on the website. So Tamara Richardson Headlam, I hope that you are well and that you are going back home very soon um what else we have here we have Juan Oliveira um Jao I want to say is how it's pronounced J-A-J-O-A-O Oliveira O-L-I-V-E-I-R-A um they pretty much give that information to all of them and once again this is another 16 year old but a 16 year old boy he's been missing since August 16 2017 
from Barnet London. Once again, if you go to my Twitter, at Albin Nouveau, I'll go ahead and retweet that so that um, it can be passed around. And um, hopefully these young, young kids are found safe and sound and are able to get back home. You can also download these posters. This is for anyone who wants to look at this information and share this information. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to click retweet. Um, because if someone you know is missing, you probably would want the information to be shared with everyone in the world if it's possible. And hoping that if not only the missing person can see these posts, then someone who's obviously may may have seen them um, can get in contact and you know let people know where it was a less last sighting. Their helpline is one one six. Zero, zero, zero. Go check out missingpeople.org.uk for the latest of information. I really recommend it and um, pass on the information. Thank you for listening. You know, as it goes down the news timeline, it just doesn't get any easier. Albany Vogue here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. And I've come across a story, oh, that was posted about four hours ago on yahoo.com. A toddler shoots playmates at Michigan daycare. Two toddlers were hospitalized in a serious condition after a playmate accidentally shot them with a loaded gun at a daycare in the U.S. state of Michigan. One toddler was shot in the shoulder and was expected to make full recovery, police said, while another is in serious but stable condition. How the hell does a toddler get a hold of a gun? I would love for someone to explain this to me. How is this gun not put with a safety on it? How is it not uh, put away? <laughs> I just, I just don't understand. I am one for you know letting people having their guns. I don't, I don't mind that. Um, as long as you properly take care of your weaponry. The condition for both of the three-year-olds were upgraded from critical a day earlier. Police said Thursday as they wrapped up the investigation and planned to meet with prosecutors to consider charges. The accidental shooting took place on Wednesday at a private home that functioned as a daycare in Detroit suburb of Dearborn when a child managed to get a hold of a loaded gun. One toddler, as you said before, was shot in the shoulder. Um, police did not detail the second child's injuries. They are conducting interviews with all parties involved. They're in the process of completing the investigation. So it must be a clear case if they're already almost d- close to completing the investigation. It must be pretty, pretty obvious what happened. As 1.7 million American children live in homes with unlocked loaded guns, according to the Brady Campaign to Prevent Gun Violence, the incident was the latest case of children being injured by unsecured firearms. Nearly 1,300 children die, and 5,790 are treated for gunshot wounds each year in the United States, according to the recent study published in the medical journal Pediatrics. Michigan state law does not prohibit guns at home child care facilities but requires them to be unloaded and stored in a locked location away from the children which is 
fucking common sense. So all it would have done, all it would have taken is for that child to aim it at someone's head, and that would have been that child's life. And the amount of trauma that goes on for this poor child that's pulled the trigger and or has been shot, you know the fear that this is going to instill in them, I mean. And all this could have been prevented if the person would have used their proper security measures. You know what I'm saying? Um, the Dearborn Child Care was run by someone by the name of Samantha Eubanks, herself a mother of six, holy shit, who regularly took care of other children, according to <coughs> excuse me, neighbors and family members. She was unlicensed, but authorities said it was still unclear whether her child care service met the criteria required licensing. 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 I can't even speak today. <sighs> U.S. media reported the police recovered multiple firearms from inside the home, but a woman identified as Eubanks' sister says she did not permit her husband, Tim, to keep weapons at their home. I'm kind of lost there, but okay. She would always say, don't you ever bring a gun in this house. I'm not, it's not going to happen. So, are you going to tell me this gun mysteriously appeared out of somewhere? Come on now. And they pulled out multiples. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, because of this, two children have been hurt. Irresponsible people. You can have your guns. I'm all for it. But practice safety and common sense. And keep those guns with safeties on them or locked in safety cupboards. Fucking idiots, I swear. This could have been avoided. Alba Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. Alba Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. You know what? I want to end off this night on a good note on good news just because um today's podcast has been pretty pretty depressing um there's information about um, puerto rico relief and i guess under pressure uh, responding to national pressure and a request from puerto rico's governor president trump is waiving the maritime law which requires ships going from the u.s coast to u.s coast be from U.S. mainland. Now, this was stopping ships to getting to them without it costing too much. Um, there was a petition that I had tagged onto my Twitter page at Alba Nouveau, a petition that you can sign to help push for this. And he has now authorized the Jones Act to be waived to Puerto Rico and it will go into effect immediately. So that's good news. So I'm not a fan of Trump, but um, I guess with all this pressure going on, the least he could have done is help these people. And um, even though I think he's a bit of a douchebag, I'm um, pretty happy that um, this is going to be waived so that many people in Puerto Rico could get the help that they need. So the Jones Act is also known as a Merchant Marine Act of uh, 1920 and it regulates that commerce to U.S. ports must be via U.S. flagged ships. So anyone can potentially now just go and give supplies. Um, 
and there's a quote here that says, um, this is not just about recovering from Hurricane Maria, it is also about Puerto Rico's long-term future. If the Jones Act were suspended, consumer prices would drop by 15% to 20% and energy costs would plummet. A post-Jones Puerto Rico could modernize its infrastructure and develop its own island-based shipping industry. Indeed, the island could be a shipping hub between South America, the Caribbean, and the rest of the world. This industry would generate thousands of jobs and opportunities for skilled laborers, small businesses. On an island with official unemployment over 10%, but actually close to 25%, this would energize their workforce entirely. So, along with this hurricane going on, I think, this would benefit even more in the long run, not just for hurricane relief, um, but in the long term in getting Puerto Rico to be financially responsible for themselves. Um, Puerto Rico is part of the U.S., and I wouldn't see why they wouldn't be able to support them. So now this Jones Act is waived, and... Um, Finally, finally it's going to be taken care of and a lot of people are going to get the help that they need. So, um, good job, Trump. You've done something good. <laughs> I'm sure there's other things that he does under pressure and to get his popularity up and going. Make the people suffer for a little bit and then give them what they want seems like a good tactic for me especially if you want to get those votes again to go for president for four more years anyway thank you so much for listening i'll be back i keep saying i want to end the day but i keep coming across these posts that i want to comment and since i haven't been here on here for too long it's kind of like i'm trying to um <sighs> i'm trying to make up for it it is currently 10, 12 p.m. Albin Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. Albin Nouveau here, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. And now on the topic of this Hurricane Maria that um, hit Puerto Rico and areas of Dominican Republic and, you know, all those areas that were devastated, the main issue was with Puerto Rico getting their help which now Donald Trump has waived the Jones Act so that they can start getting shipment from other areas. Um, there was some commentary made by, I guess you could say a couple of my brothers because me myself being Puerto Rican and Dominican, I'm half and half. Um, it's, it's sad to see this. I mean, I have friends in Puerto Rico that um, don't have any power, don't have, you know, it's just it's just a really sad situation at the moment and it's sad that someone who is Dominican has something to say being that these are practically your brothers and sisters you know what I'm saying we there's always been something with Puerto Ricans and Dominicans from back in the day where some of them just don't get along because it just seems like some of them think they're better than others you know vice versa with both cultures I mean I've seen it I'm half and half. I've seen it um, growing up in a place like uh, Orlando, Florida. You you get the Puerto Ricans that thought they were too good 
for the Dominicans and vice versa. Um, Dominicans in New York, you know, Dominicans are all over New York, they dominate New York. And then in places like the South, the Puerto Ricans and the Cubans are dominating. So, but there's always been this thing, this backlash between both cultures. And I think it's very stupid because at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters. I, for, I'm an example of that. I'm half and half. So, um, you know, great things happen with these two cultures get together and, you know, hence me, <laughs> but I want to get to this post, but unfortunately not a lot of you are going to understand it because it is in Spanish. So I apologize. So this uh, video is going to be mostly para mis hermanos que hablan español y que entienden, um, las dificultades que están pasando Puerto Rico y aquí habla dos Dos personas dominicanas que tienen diferentes perspectivas de la situación que está pasando en Puerto Rico. So, like I said, once again, I apologize if you don't understand Spanish, but um, listen in to what these two Dominican gentlemen have said. So I'm going to sum it down before this video ends. The first guy is basically saying, Puerto Rico, you are fucked because you guys owe money. You guys are in debt. So to be expecting help from the United States, you're just nothing but a burden. And the second gentleman just basically says to someone give this man toilet paper because he's just basically shitting out his mouth. And that all not all Dominicans um, believe in what he said. He's not speaking for the Dominican community. Um, because what he said was very hateful and very disgusting. And it's funny how he starts off his speech. The first guy saying my brothers, <laughs> it's a bit hypocritical to sit there and try to show compassion and then jab them or kick them all they're down. So that's basically what happens in this post for most of you who may not understand Spanish, but thank you so much for listening. I'll be here. I can't even say my name. I'm filtered. <laughs> Unpolished and uncut. It's late, guys. Albinavo here. I'm filtered, unpolished, and uncut. And I promise I won't hold you up any longer. I just wanted to stop by and wish everyone a wonderful night, a wonderful evening, uh, depending where you are in the world. Good morning, I guess. <laughs> Some of you may be already on what Friday? It's already Friday in some places. And um, 
I'll definitely be here in Friday before the US so in a couple hours anyway so um, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to the podcast I know it was a bit depressing today but um, I still believe it was information that I needed to put out there and or that I wanted to share with you guys Um, I'm going to try to do more because um, I do slack sometimes just due to life in general but I'm trying I'm working it out and I'm sure that a lot of you understand what I am talking about because a lot of times we become so busy that we don't have the time to you know record and whatnot Um, another reason why I started with anchor just because it's harder for me to do YouTube videos when I'm constantly on the run so this is very helpful for me to be able to record even when I have that little bit of time where I don't have to sit there and set up lights and record and then go into editing and doing all this extra stuff. You just get it raw. Just how it is. I, I fuck up. I I say the wrong words. I, whatever it may be. It's a lot easier to do this. But um, thank you. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. I appreciate everyone who listens into any of my segments. Um, shout out to Simon Says, Lobo, Duan, Lulu Island, and so many others, so many more of you guys. I appreciate all of you, and I thank you for always sticking by me and supporting me here on Anchor FM. Have a wonderful night. This has been Alba Nouveau, unfiltered, unpolished, and uncut. Hopefully, I'll catch you tomorrow. Now, I know, I know, I said I was going to go, but um, I have a call in from Just Jennifer, and um, she's commenting on um, my segments from earlier this morning where I speak about um, what Simon says as well as authenticity and complaining or looking for comfort. Um, So hopefully you've already listened to that earlier today, but she comments on this, and I really do appreciate your call thank you so much um, Jennifer for your call and um, I agree with you a hundred percent it's just that sometimes I think that um, you know how it is sometimes when you're not feeling well some people will take it as being a burden to others and I think it's because of things like that that you kind of second-guess being open and being vulnerable Um, but yes Um, listening to what you had to say only goes to show that there are people out there who obviously are willing to listen and I appreciate that and I appreciate your call and 100% agree with you with everything you had to say as well so thank you so much for calling in once again and um, hope to hear more from you very soon have a wonderful night Hey, Alba, I just want to call in and offer my deepest condolences on the loss of your uncle. Um, Just really, it's so hard when we lose a family member. It's not a good thing. And I also wanted to comment on the fact that I love how you're coming on here and just, you know, putting it out there. And I don't think it's complaining when we talk about our feelings. You know, when we are experiencing something that is sad or hard or difficult, um, 
being able to come on and express those feelings. And like you said, sometimes people just come on and complain. Are they just complainers generally? I think it's a lot different than if you're going through a hard time or if you're having an issue or you know, when someone dies or just different things happen where you're coming on and not just pretending to be happy all the time. I think like what Simon says, being authentic is so important. And I loved how you were totally um, authentic here. So appreciate that.